Hi, this is Kara from the Pure Rock Shop, and today we have PJ Farley on the line to discuss the new album, Accent the Change. Hi, PJ. How are you doing today? How are you, Kara? Good to talk to you. I'm good. I'm excited to hear about this album. Um, I know you had performed and produced your first solo album. Did you take the same approach with this release? Um, well, I produced it. I performed... Uh, a lot of it, but okay. you know, this time this time around, I was able to get some other people on it. You know, I wanted I did the last record all by myself, really, essentially, just out of necessity. So um, I didn't really feel like I had to do that this time around. Mm. So I wanted to kind of think outside the box and get some people that can play a little bit better than me. <laughs> and uh, you know, I mean, I had ideas for every song. I mean, I wrote all the songs again, so I mean, I knew how I wanted them to sound. Um, but I thought maybe I can, you know, get somebody on some of the songs that could do a better job of getting my idea across. So there's a couple different drummers on it. I played some of the drums, but for the most part, it's it's I got a couple different people on it. Um, same with some of the guitar stuff. You know, there's, there's a couple songs I did top to bottom. Some songs I just did vocals, bass, and guitar. Some stuff I just did vocals and bass. So it's a little bit of everything on this one. So I'm curious, you know, you've played in some harder rock bands, but this album is more subdued. What are some of the influences behind your writing? Um, you know, I, I guess you could say the same thing for when you think about Trickster. Trickster is more of a party rock kind of, you know, up-tempo rock band. Right. You know, as opposed to, you know, the band Ra that I've been playing with for almost 20 years. And it's like, uh, I don't know, they both or, you know, bands have been in for a really long time, so the influences are there. They just come out, you know, they they get uh, digested and then just kind of come out a different way. Gotcha. You know, I was curious as to exactly what accent the change means. Does it, um, you know, have a special meaning to you? How did you come up with the album title? It's really kind of a, a phrase that it's a, it's a musical term kind of, um, you know, when you're, you're, especially when you're talking with your drummer and you're trying to introduce a new section to a song, like, all right, bring us into the bridge and, you know, make us make a splash, you know, accent that change. Here comes a change, and, you know, gives a good crash on it or a fill or, you know, let's really show them something, something's new coming, you know, coming their way. Gotcha. And I just, I just thought it, it fit, you know, um, I think, you know, the, Subject titles, I mean, the, the subjects and the songs on this record are a lot different than the first record. You know, a lot has happened to me since I wrote those songs on the first record. So just kind of seemed to tie in and I've had the title for a couple of years now. And, you know, it's ironic, though. I mean, that's now what's, what's happening in the world. It just seems to fit even more. Mm hmm. Sure. And the album cover, cover itself is very striking. Um, what's the story behind the artwork? How funny, I should say. So my then eight-year-old daughter has just, you know, become obsessed with painting and drawing and sketching. And she just loved painting and drawing eyes. And she has uh -huh. all these eyes laying around. I saw this one. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's that's beautiful. And that, that's that's my cover. And I, I honestly just told her today. I handed her the CD, the physical copy, and uh -huh. I told her and um, that I used her painting as my cover. And of course, you know, she's nine now. Mm -hmm. And as expected, she kind of yelled at me. She's like, what? She goes, 
I have like a million of these. This is the worst one. This took me like 10 minutes. I used it with dollar store paint. Why would you do that? You know, I'm like, all right. It's... Let, let me have it. I knew that was coming. <laughs> and meanwhile, everyone's commenting, commenting on the album cover. Yeah. And so great. And, you know, typical artist. That stinks. It, it's very funny that you say that because um, my daughter loves to draw as well. And she draws eyes. Um, she's 13 now. And she had drawn one that I took and put on my desk at work. And when she came in for like, take your daughter to work day, she was very angry with me as well, because it was not her best work. And everybody saw it. So <laughs> yeah. And you yeah. know, that's, that's the nature of the beast. You know, you yeah. deal with creative people like guys, oh, this is crap. So I thought in order to soften the blow, I would show her it in a physical form. Like, here's a CD. Look, here's a shirt with your painting on it. Here's my guitar picks have your painting on it. So anyone mm. who buys my record or my t-shirts or anything has your work on it. And also, here's a hundred bucks because otherwise the label would have to pay somebody to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, she's going to ask for some commission on those sales now. No, you know what? She wouldn't even take the money. She's like, no, I don't want it. Wow. I'm like, all right, don't be a martyr now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're always our worst critics, I suppose. Yeah, um, of course. And I, I was expecting it. Yeah. But she's she's okay with it now. So you began your career at a very young age. Um, have you ever wanted to do anything besides pursuing music? No, not really. I mean, I've, you know, I have an interest in photography and, you know, but aside from that, I started so young that I really never had that, you know what, I really should do this kind of moment. Mm. But I've been blessed in the music business long enough that I've been busy and, you know, able to keep working and playing music, making music for a living that, you know, up until, up until the pandemic, I haven't had to think about anything else. Right. <laughs> right. But, um, I, luckily I've been kind of working through that too. So, um, you know, it's, uh, no, I haven't, had, I haven't had a chance and I hope I don't have one because it's too late in the game. Now I'm too, I'm too far in. Yeah. I don't know anything else. Paper or plastic. That's what's next for me. <laughs> so how did you decide on bass? Uh, really kind of just forced into it. You know, when I was, I think, 11 years old, I wanted to start a band and all my friends, they all played drums, guitar, or singers, and, you know, everybody wanted to be a guitar player. And I was already a drummer at that point. Mm -hmm. And so the only thing we didn't have was bass players. So I'm like, fine, I'll be the bass player. You know, and you know with my paper out money i went and bought a bass and uh it turned out to be the best decision i ever made well it definitely seems like you're in high demand you've played with a lot of great artists and i saw that you're um out doing some shows with eric martin this year um you know in the middle of a pandemic how has that been going yeah i actually started in august i was out on tour with fozzy yeah playing with them this summer and uh, so that was my first road trip in you know five months or so okay and that was uh that was great actually you know it was when we did sturgis we did a lot of stuff in uh, north south dakota iowa um and then a week after that then i went back i went out with eric and we did some shows in indiana and i think ohio or something we did detroit we did cleveland this week i think tomorrow we're going to do just outside Chicago and 
Peking, Illinois, and you know we're doing you know we're doing an acoustic show, so it's it's kind of tailored for that. You know, tables and chairs six right. feet apart. You know, it lends itself to that. It's not like a big rock show where you know we want we'd rather have people up and you know dancing around and up against the stage. We're cool with them just kind of sitting back and listening and enjoying and mm-hmm. doing it doing it safely. You know. But, you know, we're out there trying to show that, you know, it can be done right and uh, as long as it's uh, within the guidelines. Right, right. Yeah, I, it's it's definitely hard not seeing live music. You know, I, I'm a photographer and, you know, review the shows and it, it's been a challenge not having that as part of my, you know, week to week life. So yeah. I can only imagine what it's like for, you know, you guys as musicians um, trying to figure out what to do in a day when you're not on the road. So it's cool that you, you're trying to make that work. Yeah. Trying. And I'm sure Eric keeps you laughing along the way. Oh, you know him, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it, we are a dynamic duo. It's sure it's Laurel mm-hmm. and Hardy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I know it is hard to plan anything right now. Do you have any um, plans to tour for this album for, you know, to support this album yourself or um, anything else on the horizon? Yeah, I got a couple more shows with Eric for the rest of the year. I have um, filming a pay-per-view special with Fozzie um, in two weeks. Okay. And, um, and then, yeah, I actually have a solo show in November booked in, to support this new record in Maryland, in Berlin, Mar- uh, Maryland on November 21st, I think. Okay. And, um, yeah, a couple more shows with Eric in December and we'll see what, you know, we'll see what else happens. Cool. Trying to, uh, piece it all in. Yeah. Get it while I can. Well, um, thanks so much for joining us today and filling us in about the new solo album, PJ. Wish you the best and hopefully I'll catch you out on the road soon. I hope so. Well, thanks for talking to me and thanks for listening. Sure. Thanks.